0: Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Thomas Welch, and today we're going to be talking about not the St. Louis Blues. Not a lot going on there. There was a Q&A um, from Jordan Bennington, and a little bit of rivals news, so we will get into those later in the episode. But the big news right now in the city of St. Louis is the Cardinals. They're making some waves in trade talks and in the offseason because they still don't have a lot of their big names signed. So I think that's a good place to start with today's episode. So if you've been living under a rock for the past month or two, um, or really dating back to the beginning of last season, spring training, uh, the Cardinals have been in talks with the camps of Francisco Lindor and Nolan Arenado. Now, these are some very supreme players in the MLB. They're pretty much top of the line defensively. They can hold their own offensively. And with the Cardinals last season, even dating back to the season before uh, this COVID season, uh, we've kind of seen that Offensive power has been a struggle of theirs, getting those getting those runners home, um, scoring runs, hitting home runs. There's not a lot of guys on this team can provide that pop middle of the lineup, dude, like uh, a guy like, I don't know, maybe Randy Orozarena can provide uh, to bring up a sore topic. But the problem with this scenario is St. Louis as a whole I mean you can talk about the blues as well like uh, it's not it's not a very it's not a huge market team you know what I'm saying they're not just going to go out and throw money at guys like the New York Yankees do like all those Chicago teams do like they're not they don't have the kind of budget for that they still have to make profit and although the Cardinals are one of the more premier teams they don't typically go out and sign the big names in free agency they're not going to well they did throw money at David Price um I don't think it was enough to persuade him to come here. Uh, They threw some money at Giancarlo Stanton, wasn't enough to persuade him to come here. So it feels like they're always in the mix for those kind of guys and like, kind of pushing buttons and seeing what their opinion is, uh, but at the end of the day uh, they feel like free agent signings are more similar to guys like Jed Jerko who they think, okay, maybe he can come in and have a season where he hits 30, 40 40 dingers just out of the blue for no reason um, and play above his contract and that's more beneficial to this team because they are not as big of a market um, in terms of a return on investment to the product. So, in the event that they end up with Lindor, Arnato this could be kind of an outlier for this team. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we can all agree... Uh, Like besides a guy like Paul Goldschmidt, there's not really anyone menacing in the heart of the lineup. I mean, you have a guy like Yadier Molina, uh, who's kind of towards not. I mean, he won't be the one to tell you this, but he's kind of towards the end of his career by now. Uh, He's he's a solid hitter. He's not the kind of he doesn't bring the kind of intimidation that a guy like Albert Pujols did. Paul DeYoung, it's like 20, 20 bombs a season. Could be pushing 30 sometime soon. He still doesn't bring the intimidation factor because he strikes out a lot. Um, a guy like Dylan Carlson has the potential to be, I, I feel like, a good comparison, for especially for his swing is Cody Bellinger, Um but he's not there yet. We haven't seen him take strides to be there yet. He's excel at lower levels, but he has to excel in the MLB level. We have to give him time to do that. So to stay competitive in that time frame, you got to make some moves. And I think although the Cardinals would like to make moves this season, they're, it's it's definitely easy to make the excuse that COVID is a thing and they're, all these billion-dollar organizations are somehow – have no money in their pockets that they can spend on players anymore. Weird how that works. But it is definitely definitely an excuse that they can use because we lost so much money last year on revenue that we can't afford to do that again and can't afford to go even deeper by spending all this money on a contract for for a single player, excuse me. Now, all things considered here, the Cardinals currently have Adam Wainwright, who has been a staple of this organization. Um... Very, very rich history with the team. His teammates think a lot of him as a mentor and a colleague and a friend. Uh, and Yadier Molina has that dynamic duo, kind of the same situation. That is the fabric of this team. That is that is the that is the duo that this team has kind of been built around for the last 10 10 or 15 years or so. Um They are I mean they are off the books right now. It sounds like Colton Wong is gone. To a different team. Uh, he said he's going to still remain in talks, but it doesn't. His Instagram post and his girlfriend's post sounds like they're kind of looking to greener pastures um, for the Cardinals and moving on from the organization. So that's money off the books as well. I don't know if they're going to reallocate that towards another player, but you could definitely do far worse than reallocating that to Francisco Lindor or Nolan Arenado. Now, obviously. This current season, this last season, uh, was a little bit weird because the stats are all minimized because the games were minimized to 60 instead of, obviously, 162. Uh, So if we look back to 2019 for Francisco Lindor's stats, played in 143 games out of 162. Love to see that. Um, Home runs, 32 dingers as a shortstop. Now, what would you do with Paul DeYoung there? I mean, honestly, I would not be surprised to see one of them move to third base. Tommy Edmond could move to second base in the event that Colton Wong doesn't come back, which it doesn't look like he's going to. And the only player in 2019 for the St. Louis Cardinals to hit more home runs than Francisco Lindor did that season was Paul Goldschmidt. And he had 34 instead of 32, so they're right neck and neck there. And but the one thing I do like about the current situation for the Cardinals is it seems like they're making it seems like they're making a notable attempt uh to prioritize defense. I mean, obviously with the playing time that Harrison Bader has gotten um combined with the hitting stats he's been putting up. I mean, at the end of the day, you would you like to have that guy putting up solid numbers at the plate? Yes. Would you like to see that guy hitting, hitting more curveballs off speed pitches? Absolutely. But him ranging in center field, and like the range that he possesses, um, the tracking he has on balls, the communication he has with the other outfielders, um, you love to see that from any center fielder. So in terms of a defensive prospect, Harrison, Pater, Harrison Bader is fantastic. So now let's go to a, another fantastic defensive prospect and Nolan Arenado. Probably, if not one of the most defensively sound third basemen in in the MLB, you look at his plate numbers, in 2019, just a reminder, Paul Goldschmidt had 34 home runs. Nolan Arenado had 41 dingers. Now, if you put a guy like that in the heart of your lineup, put a guy like that near Paul Goldschmidt, Paul, you can't walk Paul Goldschmidt every at bat now, because you have to to face Nolan Aronado afterwards or before him. So, like, in terms of pitching, you have to handle those two guys completely different, knowing they're back-to-back, than just knowing, oh, if I miss a pitch here on a 3-2 and count, it's okay because I can just get the next guy out, or roll two because they'll probably ground out. No, Nolan Aronado's not grounding out. He's going to hit a deep fly ball to center field, and it's either carrying out of here or it's caught at the warning track. And if they're catching his fly balls at the warning track, that just means he doesn't have enough energy in his system to put it out of the park today. So you know what I'd recommend to him? That's right, folks. Built Go. Because Built Go is the best solution to breaking through your walls or putting balls over one. Now, I got the chance to meet with the folks at Built Go, and they are brilliant. I mean, you talk about advanced analytics. These guys are got a hand in every cookie jar. You know what I'm talking about? And they brought you Built Bar, which you guys already know we love. We love, 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 love Built Bar on this podcast. So you already know they have an outstanding resume. But... Built Go, it's easy to take in 1.5 ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase, you can put it in your baseball bag, you can put it in your pocket, you can take it, you can take it anywhere. Bilko is the best workout gel on the market. It's the same five-hour energy without the same crash of those gas station brands. Because most of its ingredients are natural. And it's not shocking your body into shape, it's building it. So Bilko has three delicious flavors. You can get peanut butter honey which I think is, is my personal favorite, chocolate coconut, or you can get chocolate mint. And Bilko combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing so it gets into your system fast, plus it's easy on the stomach so you're not getting nauseous and you're getting that you're getting that boost of energy right away. Bilko is loaded with good stuff to ignite my workout, including beta alanine, which is in pre-workout. So all you guys dry scooping that stuff like an angry barbarian, you don't have to do it anymore. Just take one of these 1.5 ounces packages you're good to go Bilco then kicks to keep me going strongest got b6 b12 10,000% of your daily percentage and the collagen promotes joint soft tissue hair and skin health so you don't even have to be working out it just makes you look better looks makes you look more attractive you're out here looking like ryan reynolds while you're putting in a full-on workout with an angry face you know what i'm talking about i know you know what i'm talking about So, visit builtco.com right now and use promo code LOCKED, all caps, L O C K E D, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED, I'm telling you, L O C K E D, all caps, for 20% off at builtco.com. Let's go! We're gonna take a quick pause for another word from one of our sponsors, and then we'll hop into some hoggy. All right, folks. So if you follow the Athletic, uh, you might know where I'm going with this next topic. But Jordan Bennington uh, did a Q&A with fans. So fans of the Athletic and subscribers to the Athletic uh, got to submit some questions to Jordan Bennington about this upcoming season, about last seasons, about everything that's been going on with COVID. Asking him about workouts and all that stuff. And we found out that <laughs> the only thing that seems to make uh, Jordan Bennington nervous is standing by uh, the rail of a balcony in a condo so it sounds like he's not a big fan of heights um but besides that he does sound like he's a big fan of jake allen and it sounded like uh from his comments that the trade kind of went down and he tried he tried to give jake allen a little bit of space to deal with the media and kind of soak things in and then he reached out to him and he talked about how important uh, Jake Allen had been to the stable and his upbringing in the NHL and how how easy that transfer was made on him because of Jake Allen. Uh, and we all know the story about Jake Allen practicing like the movements of other goalies and studying and all of that stuff. Um, at the end of the day, you can have your opinion about Jake Allen. Uh, one way or the other, uh, but at the end of the day, that's the kind of guy you want in your locker room. That's the kind of guy you want fighting for your squad. Uh, even when he's not getting the playing time, he's doing all the little things to help this team succeed. Uh, so that is going to be—it's going to be a hard loss for the team and the locker room as a whole, and specifically on Jordan Bennington. Uh, you can kind of tell that. I don't know that he he obviously doesn't want to see the guy go right, um, but I think he does he does have a past with Billy Huso. Uh, they were on Rampage and on teams, and obviously in in the in the Blue System together for a while. Um, so they know each other, uh, and we'll see how that chemistry kind of. ...goes from Jake and Jordan to Villy and, and Jordan this season. So that should be interesting to watch. But um, while we're on that topic, should we talk about Villy Husso? Because I feel like a lot of people have been talking about Alex Petrangelo. Uh, we've been talking about Vince Dunn. Uh, we've been talking about Jake Wallman. We've been talking about Jake Neighbors. We've been talking about a lot of things. Um, but we haven't really broken down Villy Husso on this show yet. So let's go. Let's hop into that real fast. So Villy was drafted in the fourth round of the 2014 NHL draft. Um, Which, if you watched last podcast, uh, Jake Wallman was drafted in the third round. Um, So kind of that same uh, juxtaposition there. Uh, His first season with the San Antonio Rampage in 2017, he played 38 games. Uh, goals against average was 2.42. He went 15 and 14, but his save percentage was a .922. So that's pretty solid, especially for an AHL goaltender. Th- those are those are pretty stout numbers, to say the least. Um, the problem is next season, which I think he dealt with some injuries in this season, either this season or uh, in, in either 2018 or 2019. He had some injuries. I, I I'm not sure which. I think it's 2018, uh, but he only played. 27 games in 2018 and he had a save percentage of .871 so it's kind of both ends of the spectrum for him there Um, and then 2019 last season he had a .909 save percentage so almost .91 Um, I think Billy Huso can be a fine backup in this league, definitely a fine backup. Um, in terms of a starter, in terms of being like a 1B goaltender, I don't think he's that guy, especially not right now. Um, if he can find that consistency, he could. I mean, we could be looking at a 1A, 1B situation. I mean, he's still, what... 25 years old, he's got plenty of time uh, Jordan's not that much older than him, but end of the day, Craig Berube always says it best you gotta have two goalies to win games, right and Jordan Bennington can't go out there every night um, and be lights out, hell he, he wasn't lights out every night, he played in the bubble, I mean we've seen him struggle a little bit, whether it's mentally, whether it's physically, whether it's not being get, getting in the zone not having no fans, what may be it um, it's a, it's a strange thing to play a hockey during the pandemic and it's obviously it takes a toll on some players and it doesn't it, it benefits other players and it negative negatively affects um, some other players as well so as a coach I don't envy their job especially during these seasons. Because you kind of have, like, I, obviously the public has an opinion on these players, right? But things change, especially during a pandemic. And to you have to be able to find those players that excel during these circumstances and notice when players don't. Um, if Vili Huso is a guy that will excel under circumstances with no fans, um, with limited playing time, whatever it may be, and Jordan Bennington struggles, we're going to need to lean on him. And we're gonna have to hope for the best. Now, if you want to talk about goalie of the future, I think Joel Hofer is kind of has more of that archetype because I mean he's already shown he can shine in the spotlight. At World Juniors, he had a .946 save percentage, which is just absolutely absurd. Um, in six games played for the Portland Winterhawks, he had a .915 same save percentage. Uh, and I mean, you just look at his consistency across the board. Uh, I think he had three seasons. Recently, where he was around .915 save percentage. Uh, so, I mean, that's really what you want in terms of a goalie. I mean, we talk about them being head cases all the time. Kind of like they're almost like pitchers, right? Like they have to mentally prepare for games, uh, have their regimens, have their rituals Whatever they gotta do um, to go out there and play lights out every night. Um, but if you've got a goalie that has consistency, which I feel like a lot of people had that knock on Jake Allen, which is fair. As soon as he hit January, his his numbers did diminish. Um, but in a backout role, but in a backup role, I don't think that's a problem. But if you've got a goalie in net that's consistently good, especially at a .915 save percentage uh, in the NHL, I mean, that's all you can really ask for, right? Joel Hofer has shown that at a. Junior level, Uh, he's shown he enjoys being in the spotlight by putting up a .95 save percentage in World Juniors. It feels like this guy has the makings of being a superstar, and uh, whenever he comes up, I'm gonna be excited as all hell, and I feel like he'll rise up our prospect rankings extremely fast. But for right now, he's only 20 years old in terms of a prospect timeline or a timeline to the NHL. uh, That's that's baby years in terms of a goalie, as we've seen with Jordan Bennington. So he's got plenty of time uh, to get even better. But I mean, while we're on the topic of goalies, I think it's unfair to finish this conversation without talking about what Colton Ellis is doing right now. Um, there, he's nine games. He's got nine games played with the Charlottetown Islanders right now. One shutout, uh, save percentage of point nine oh eight, and a goal against average of two point three three. Uh, he's nine and zero. As a goalie. So you love to see that. And I believe he was named a player of the month or player of the week recently or something. But he's been lights out for them. Um, So, I mean, in the event that they do let fans in at training camp, I don't see that happening, honestly. Uh, Especially if they're not doing fans at games. But if they do live streams and stuff too, um, I would definitely. Definitely 100% uh, recommend focusing on the goalies and kind of seeing where everybody's at because it's going to be a battle for sure. Ty Conklin's, Ty Conklin's know what he's doing um, with those boys down there. Obviously with the results he's gotten from Jake Allen and Jordan Bennington, but I I mean, those guys are some warriors in in that goaltender room. So definitely keep an eye on that because those boys will be absolutely going to war in their workouts to get the step up on the competition, but if you want to get a step up on the competition, I have an off, I have a proposition for you. Check out Built Bar, because they are protein bars, but they are the most delicious protein bar, and now they're delicious-er, because they have six new flavors, Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. And each bar is covered in 100% chocolate, so it's none of that fake stuff. They're soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious guy. And you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars. Each bar is low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. So they're great for a keto diet. And each bar has around 180 calories. That's it. With 18 grams of protein. So you're getting... So you're right in that zone of lean and tone. You know what I'm saying? Muscle mass and skinny waist. You want that thigh gap? You want that? You want those pulsing biceps without having to eat spinach? You want that? After you're finished, check them out. BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps and you'll get 20% off your next order. Just because we love you guys, because we love our listeners, and we love Built Bar here at Locked On Blues. 20% off. Use the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps on their website, builtbar.com. Try it out. You won't regret it. The best tasting protein bar you'll ever have, Built Bar. All right, we're going to do one more segment before we wrap up today's episode. but We're going to pause for a word from another one of our sponsors right now. Alright guys, so if you haven't seen on Twitter yet, um, one of the best players on Chicago Blackhawks, who I will leave unnamed for the purposes of this episode, um, had a baby the other day. uh, They're third. So, in honor of that remarkable milestone um, for such an impactful player in this league, I thought, what better way to honor... The bringing of life into this world than by by compiling a list of the top five biggest Blackhawks babies. I think this is fun too because you guys can play it along at home. You can. You wanna tweet me out um, your particular lists Because there's different generations of Blackhawks fans, you know what I'm saying? And blues fans, obviously. Um, so this might be good for my generation, but if you're a little bit older, maybe yours is different. Tweet it out of me, let me know. Um tag big blackhawks babies, tag locked on blues, whatever you guys wanna do. But here's mine, number five, Corey Crawford. Uh just big baby whining all the time about people being in his crease, specifically David Backus. Um number four, Duncan Keith. Just don't like his face. Seems like a loser. Number three, Brent Seabrook. Nobody's gonna forget about the hit, you moron. Um, quit belly aching. Uh, number two, Patrick Kane. I've definitely seen. We've all seen the memes of him crying all the time. Um, so that's that's why he's gonna be at number two. But number one, honestly, that might be. You might have to flip flop those depending on on how you feel. But uh, number one, I think is the bane of my existence. Just as a hockey player in general, he makes me sick. He's an absolute rat. Um, I There's nothing inside of my body that makes me want to cheer for this guy whatsoever. Uh, I believed he was caught using a homo homophobic slur as well, so that doesn't help his case. Um, but Andrew Shaw is my number one biggest Blackhawk baby. So let me hear what you guys have to say about those. Yours are flip-flop, changed. You got different people in there. Maybe I forgot about somebody right off the top of the dome who should be a no-brainer in there. Let me know. Um, and if you want to let me know, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnBlues. You can follow me on Twitter at or 15 But that's all the time we have for today. We will see you guys next week with some more episodes. And as always, let's go Blues.